The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. You're listening to Radio Azim Premji University. In the last episode, we spoke about the origins of the game and how it evolved in India. This time, we go further in time through the 50s and 60s and pay close attention to our first great all-rounder, Vinu Mankad, and a talismanic skipper who laid the foundations of a strong India team. Name, Manzoor Ali Khan Pataudi. Episode 2 Captains and Musical Chairs So, post independence, our first tour was to Australia. Okay, because we did one just before independence to England, where the Nawab of Pataudi Senior was the captain. And in 48, we toured Australia soon after independence under the captaincy of Lala Amanath. Here's Don Bradman. They didn't have the depth in the side and, and really they were not quite good enough to match Australia, but they were a pleasant lot of fellows. They thoroughly enjoyed the, the tour. They appreciated the opportunity to, to play in Australia. Great sportsman. Then, West Indies came here in 49-50. Bombay's Braben Stadium lived up to its reputation as a batsman's paradise. When the West Indies side piled up 629 runs for six wickets declared in the second test with India. The West Indies had the three W's, Worrell, Walcott and Weeks. They were a terrific batting team. And we practically drew the series with them. Or they beat us 1-0 or something. They played very well. Rusi Modi, a Parsi, was the star. He scored 560 runs in the five tests. Here is Rusi Modi hitting his first test century. And fighting back hard and grimly after a follow-on, the Indians managed to force a draw. After that, Pakistan toured India to play a five-test series. India and Pakistan met for the first test in Delhi. Before the match began, the president, Dr. Rajendra Prasad, was introduced to players of both teams. So, there were people like Kardar and Amir Elahi and Zulfikar Ahmad, I think, who played for India and then the partition happened in 1947. The first time a Pakistan team was constituted, they toured India in 1952. The team was led by Abdul Hafiz Kardar and their vice-captain, I think, was Fazal Mahmood. They came to India and we had a team led by Lala Amanath and we had Mankad, we had Hazare, we had Umrigar, all that. Good batting side. The first test we won. Thus, India won the first test match by an innings and 70 runs. This is India's second victory in official test matches. The second test, for some reason, was played in Lucknow. Pakistan, led by Abdul Qasab, met at University Ground in Lucknow for the second test of the first ever series. 
on a matting wicket fasal mahmood is deadly on matting because his cutters would hit the you know this coir or jute and it even when it's flat if it hits a certain spot it can you know turn a little more even of a medium pace not just spinner fasal mahmood ran through us we lost the second test at lucknow fasal mahmood again bowled a deadly spell taking seven wickets and was the architect in chief of pakistan's first ever victory against india he bowled we beat them 2-1 which is not a great uh, thrashing or anything they they acquitted themselves very well they were a very good side with stylish batsmen and good medium pacers soon after that pakistan toured england and in 1954 in england they beat england in a test which we couldn't do for ages and at the oval and it was a huge flip for pakistan cricket and thereafter pakistan cricketers were also very very welcome in english county and league and they all started going there and doing extraordinarily well so pakistan cricket kind of made it before indian cricket made it in away tours overseas pakistan played better than india in the 50s soon after they started dr jahangir khan played the inaugural test for india in 1932 as part of the indian team but post partition he went to pakistan and settled there his son majid khan played for uh, pakistan and coincidentally his uh, nephew kis imran, imran khan, khan. Hmm. who played for pakistan so there's a interesting connection even though he didn't play for both countries his progeny and his nephews played for uh, played for pakistan let me add one more thing india had a very good spin attack in the early 50s which consisted of vinu mankad Subhash Gupte and Gulam Ahmed. Now, Gulam Ahmed, born in 1922 in Hyderabad, played his first Test match for India after India became independent in 1948. But he was, remember, already 25 when he, when India got independent, and he could have chosen to go to Pakistan. He didn't. He stayed here and had a distinguished career with India as a cricketer. So, Uncle Gulam Ahmed stayed in India, played for India, captain India. nephew asif iqbal went to pakistan played for pakistan and captained pakistan so these are interesting uh, snippets perhaps which you might want to consider when you look at uh, india and pakistan cricket pre and post independence a lot of stories in indian cricket the cricket was controlled by a cricket board and officials and these officials played a lot of havoc one they wanted to impose their rules on players they were very patronizing and they said we are paying you something so you do exactly as we say you can't question the selection you can't question us on anything and they were very very autocratic and authoritative and between 1932 when we started officially playing test cricket till even the 50s or till the end of 50s the control board was extremely autocratic and irrational our best cricketer from 1942 or so was an all-rounder vinu mankad he was arguably the best slow left arm bowler in the world and his batting founded on orthodox defense blossomed until he scored that thunderous 183 at lords in 1952 vinu mankad both enjoyed and worked at his cricket he held his catches 
He became a philosopher about the game. Vino Mankad was a Gujarati who played all his cricket in Bombay. Now, he was a left-arm spin bowler and a right-hand batsman who could come lower down or open the batting. He was an amazing cricketer, totally amazing. He acquired an exceptional power of flight and length. He rarely delivered two similar balls in one over. By nature an impetuous and aggressive batsman, he believed that the ball is meant to be hit and hit hard. So when we toured Australia as an Indian team, Don Bradman's team. Okay, then Bradman toured and it was his last tour. This was 46-47. In that tour, Vinu Mankar not only bore the brunt of the bowling, he opened the batting against probably the most fearsome and fastest bowling combination in the world then, Lindwall and Miller. Ray Lindwall and Keith Miller, they were absurdly fast and we had never seen anything like it. And wisdom of that year says of Miller, the Australian all-rounder, there was no doubt he was the fastest bowler in England that year. So suddenly, he's come from nowhere, went back to Australia, opened the bowling with uh, Linwall. I should think Bradman thought all his Christmases had come at once. In the first few tests, Mankad opened the batting and got a couple of ducks. He sat with the Australians, the journalists, and others who had retired and asked them for tips, saying, how should I bat against this kind of bowling? And he got some tips from O'Reilly and Fingleton and various people. And Would you believe it? In the last, we played four tests. In the second and the fourth test or something, Mankad scored two hundreds, opening the batting in Australia against Lindwall and Miller. And he took the maximum number of wickets. He was that kind of a cricketer. And because he was so good, the England league teams in Lancashire, there was something called the Lancashire League. I talked about Vivi Kumar. So they called Mankad and they started paying him for playing cricket. So Mankad was our first professional, Indian professional cricketer. The cricket board didn't like this. How can our cricketer, without our say-so, go and take decisions to play in England and make money? So, in 1952, our team was to tour England and they told a Mankad, they selected Mankad. So, Mankad said, look, I've already contracted to play Lancashire League and they're paying me X. So, if I now play for India, I will lose all that money because we, our cricketers were paid peanuts. They were paid something like 50 rupees per test. So, Mankad said, you have to compensate me for what I lose from the Lancashire League. The board said nothing doing. The pride of playing for India. Don't be nasty. If you are going to agree, not agree to this, you will not make the tour. You won't be in the Indian team. Mankat said, screw you. So he went ahead and played Lancashire League because he wanted the money. He went to England. Vijay Hazare leading the team. In the first test, we were four wickets down for zero runs. And we got clobbered. In that test. Our friends relented. And guess who they called back? Vinu Mankad. Mankad came. The second test was at Lord's. And the world saw the greatest all-round performance ever. 
Mankar took five wickets in the first innings, two or three wickets in the second innings. He lost the match. Mankar opened the batting, scored 72 in the first innings and 184 in the second innings with some five sixes. It was called Mankar's match. And that's what our cricket board was doing. Acting like, you know, with such imperious arrogance. And Mankat was the first guy who showed them up. Coming up on the other side of the break. The bouncer was on every contractor. सिर्फ अपनी गर्दन थोड़ी सी झुकाई थी उन्होंने और उनकी कनपट्टी पे गेंद लगी थी और उसकी आवाज ड्रेसिंग रूम तक पहुंच गई थी नरी कंट्रैक्टर इंजर्ड एंड नवाब ऑफ पटौड़ी एट द एज ऑफ 21 टुक ओवर इंडियाज कैप्टनसी लेट अस से देयर आर 20 मैंगोस आई नो इट्स 20 बिकॉज़ आई एम काउंटिंग इन बेस 10 बट ही वाज काउंटिंग इन बेस 9 I would say I have two two mangoes. What does that mean? I have two into nine plus two mangoes. I have is, two two be... mangoes. But if you are an Indian, uh, that's how you say two in base ten. I have two two mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a math, math, math world with Divakaran and Shraddha. Out now, only on Radio Azim Premji University. Forty nine, fifty one, and fifty two. We had some Commonwealth teams coming here. The luxury liner RMS Chosun arrived in Bombay, bringing the Commonwealth cricketers who will play a series of matches in India. Welcoming a Commonwealth team was a selection of cricketers from England, Australia, and West Indies, all no South Africa. They would tour, and it would be a few. top class cricketers and a whole lot of second string cricketers from the counties of cricket in england drawn from various parts of the commonwealth the team symbolizes the unity of the sporting world which has no national frontier four indian test players returned to india by the same ship after fulfilling their engagements in the lancashire league clubs so we had a lot of practice against those commonwealth teams also then When I started seeing cricket, it was New Zealand. New Zealand made a tour in 1954-55, and for the first time, we had I think one of the earliest better captains of India, Polly Umrigar. Polly Umrigar, they allowed him to captain the whole series. Fifth Test at Chennai, that was the first big Test match that I saw fully. But the thing that fascinated me in that match was the poor fielding. We've written about it in our book midwicket tales if you see the one day fielding of today in t20s and you'll be amazed at how unathletic we were most of the cricketers except for umrigar and a few others were you know roly poly round guys pankaj roy vino mankad all of them had a tummy hmm? mostly the commentators were saying he's escorting the ball to the boundary hmm? things like that and our top bowler subhash gupte who, who had something like 170 wickets would have had 250 to 300 wickets with the kind of fielding we have now 
unless it came straight to them, nobody would catch. Umrigar was the only fielder who dived and took catches and things like that. That day, in that match, he took two of the best catches I can remember to dismiss Sutcliffe in the first innings and Reed in the second innings. So, we played very well against teams which came to India, but we were pretty bad when we toured abroad. I think we were not great at adapting to conditions which we were not familiar with. We played Ranji Trophy, then we had started Dulip Trophy. Dulip Trophy was zones, right? South zone, north zone, east zone, west zone. Central zone. Central zone. And during those days, in the 60s especially, central zone was very strong because Rajasthan was in central zone. And Rajasthan under Hanuman Singh and Mankad and all these people played for the Rajasthan. They won the Ranji Trophy a few times in succession. But around this time also, there was this strong feeling of a domination of the Indian cricket team by Bombay. So, people like Vijay Merchant and Polly Umrigar were supposed to have backed players from Bombay at the expense of even players from the other parts of the country. So, for example, a person like uh, a player from Madras said, I am acceptable only if I am able to speak in Hindi there. The, the Bombay player would uh, pump for it. But this was a fact. So, around that time, it also happened that the captaincy became a musical chair thing. So, I think when we played… Uh, West Indies. West Indies. In 1958. Yes. We had probably four captains in five games. In five tests, we had four captains. First two tests, Gulam Ahmad captain. Third test, Polyum Rigger captain. Fourth test, a horrible fight just before the test started with the selectors, Vinu Mankad captain. Fifth test, Hemo Adhikari captain. In the first four tests, Hemo Adhikari didn't even play. While Hemo Adhikari captained in the fifth test, not having played any of the previous tests, another man who played only the fifth test was DK Gaikwad. And out of the blue, DK Gaikwad was made the captain for the next series of five tests against England in England. So you had this whimsical musical chairs of captains springing people out of nowhere, factionalism in the team, the Western and Bombay players, unkind to the South Indian players. You had, for example, DK Gaikwad's tour to England where Kripal Singh was not treated well. In fact, earlier when Hazare was the captain, Gopinath was not treated well. And then you had these musical chairs. So it was an absolutely... Unedifying time for Indian cricket. We could have done a lot better in our cricket during those times itself if only we had stability and consistency in our player selection and in the way we approached our cricket. So, to bring this point about our 50s, Indian public loved our cricket. They would pack the stadiums. So, even if you scored 220 runs in a whole day's play, yeah, we would yeah. still go and pack it in hot Madras, we will sit there like Raghu and watch an Indian cricket team score 220. So, they were pretty decent when they played at home uh, and when they went abroad, they were a completely different side. So, they, we had two problems. One, I think we had this uh, inter-regional problems and Bombay was the team that called the shots and the Bombay players called the shots. So, you packed a lot of players from Bombay at the expense of good players from the South or Delhi or Calcutta, etc. Second, captaincy was always politics and you had this switch and things like that. So, the 50s was not edifying. But I think towards the end of the 50s, and uh, Raghu can chip in, 
we made our first sensible move and i think it is a turning point we had a couple of seasons when nari contractor took over the captaincy nari contractor again a parsi i think nari contractor took over the captaincy and we had some stability if you look at it nari contractor captained india here over a couple of series and would have been the captain for some more time when he took the indian team to west indies in 1961 62 he took the indian team to west indies which was a five match series under normal circumstances nari was only 28 then 28 years old he was good. a left handed opening batsman left handed opening batsman. batsman good batsman naragus played against nari contractor by the way interesting story but the fact is nari contractor would have continued as captain the whole story changed in 1961 62 tour because as you all know Nari contractor was felled by a bumper from that uh, dubious bowler called Charlie Ga- Griffith. Charlie Griffith, known as Charlie Chaka. So Charlie Griffith is struck again, and the ball hit n- Nari contractor. Nari contractor felled. Nari contractor rushed to hospital. Serious operation. First in the queue to give him blood was Frank Worrell, the man we spoke about, the West Indies captain. First in the queue to give blood. Who was the captain? Nari contractor had a plate in his head for many years. Had his, uh, he used to hear some zinging sounds in his head. Here is the voice of Tiger Patowdy telling you what happened to Nari contractor. Nari contractor opening batsman थे और ये match हो रहा था Barbados के खिलाफ उस वक्त Barbados एक colony भी थी आजकल तो आजाद हो गई है और Charlie Griffiths जो कि मैं समझता हूँ एक चकर थे वो bowling कर रहे थे और बहुत तेज bowling करते थे हम लोग dressing में बैठे थे नारी कंट्रैक्टर ओपन करा था चार्ली ग्रिफिस बोलिंग कर रहे थे और उन्हें एक बाउंसर डाला और इसमें भी काफ़ी कॉन्ट्रोवर्सी चली थी इसलिए कि हालांकि मुझे याद है अच्छी तरह से कि बाउंसर था और नारी कंट्रैक्टर सिर्फ अपनी गर्दन थोड़ी सी झुकाई थी उन्होंने और उनकी कनपट्टी पर गेंद लगी थी और उसकी आवाज़ ड्रेसिंग रूम तक पहुँच गई थी उनके सर पर लगी थी फिर उसके बाद विजय मंजेकर बैटिंग करने गए थे तो उनके नाक पर भी गेंद लगी थी तो वो भी अंदर आ गए थे और जब मेरा टर्न आया था तो विकेट के ऊपर नारी कंट्रैक्ट कर जो खून पड़ा था मुझे याद है अच्छी तरह से कि उसके ऊपर एक बुरा फेंकना पड़ा काफ़ी कि दिखे नहीं उन हालात में मैंने दो जीरोस बनाए थे शायद और बड़ी खुशी से बाहर आ गया था ग्राउंड के लेकिन वो ज़माना ज़रा ऐसे ख़राब था और पूरी टीम की मुराल भी बहुत डाउन हो गई थी अल्लाह ने बचाया नरी कंट्रैक्टर को उसके बाद जैसे आपको मालूम है कि वो टेस्ट मैच नहीं खेले और अब एक मोटी सी लोहे की प्लेट उनके सर में लगी हुई है सच अ करेजियस बैट्समैन दैट आफ्टर दैट ऑल दो ही नेवर प्लेड फॉर इंडिया ही कंटिन्यू टू प्ले फॉर वेस्ट जोन एंड बॉम्बे और गुजरात एंड फॉर पारसी साइक्लिस पारसी साइक्लिस व्हिच इज वेयर रघु प्लेड विद द क्लब कॉल्ड पारसी साइक्लिस अ फर्स्ट डिवीजन क्लब वाज लोकेटेड बिटवीन दादर एंड माटुंगा क्लोजर टू वडाला एंड they gave all the top parsi cricketers to bombay and india in a kangali game which we played against parsi cyclists i caught nari contractor at short leg small story about nari contractor that in 1967 68 when india had to take a team to australia by then patodi was the captain will come back to that Patodi wanted Nari contractor to go in the team as an opening batsman. That was the respect they had for Nari contractor. So after that very unsavory set of captaincy and player problems in the fifties, India was beginning to settle somewhat into sensible management when they had Nari contractor. Nari contractor injured, and Nawab of Patodi at the age of twenty-one took over India's captaincy. Ikki saal ki umar me kaptani mili, to tajruba thani. 
बिल्कुल नए थे खासतौर इंडियन क्रिकेट के लिए कुछ प्लेयर्स को जानता भी नहीं था मैं तो पॉली उमरीगर ने काफ़ी मुझे मेरी मदद करी थी काफ़ी एडवाइस दिया था और चंद लोग ऐसे भी थे जो सीनियर थे जिनको ज़रूर नापसंद लगा होगा कि ये कहाँ से बाहर के आ गया और एकदम कप्तान बन गया लेकिन उसके बाद वो कप्तानी मिलती रही आठ साल तक और इसी कोशिश में रहे कि इंडियन क्रिकेट की तरक्की हो द टर्निंग पॉइंट फॉर इंडियन क्रिकेट ऑल्सो को इनसाइडेड एट दैट टाइम बिकॉज फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम पटोडी वेन यू टू कोवर सेट वी आर नॉट नॉर्थ साउथ ईस्ट वेस्ट वी आर इंडिया सो आई डोंट केयर वेर यू कम फ्रॉम इफ आई कैन गेट माई बेस्ट लेवन टूगेदर वी विल बी टूगेदर दर इज नो प्लेस फॉर एनी लाइक योर शाहरुख खान चकते स्टोरी वेर ई सेज He keeps asking people, and finally, this one says, India. Ah. Vidya Sharma, India. Hmm? Vidya Sharma, India. Zor se ka. Vidya Sharma. But India. then he built a core team of some decent batsmen, not great batsmen, because the Indian batsmen still struggled abroad. But he built a decent team of batsmen, and he decided that India's strength is in spin. and therefore the birth of the spin quartet actually took place under patodi's leadership so if you ask me two three things about it stability from 61 when patodi became captain oneness in the sense that we are playing for india there can be skirmishing and this and that but when you step on the ground we are all indians we are playing for india patodi had would have no compromises on that third patodi said i want dirty trouser knees at the end of the day if i don't see dirt on your trousers it means you have not fielded well i don't Like you've that. just escorted the ball to the boundary instead of diving and stopping. So laundry bills have to be good, <laughs> and uh, you must play for the country. And most importantly, he decided that spin is our strength, and he said, "How do I build my spin team?" And that starts the next phase of our cricket. Because under Patodi, we won our first overseas series in '68. Patodi took a team to New in Australia and New Zealand on a twin tour. We lost in Australia. we played decently in the third and fourth test we played badly in the first two tests we lost in australia by the time we went to new zealand the team was a bit seasoned they beat new zealand 3-1 in new zealand but at this stage let's hear from patodi in english this time on that twin tour of australia and new zealand as the series progressed we tended to get more confident and do better in fact we should have won the last test at brisbane which we lost by about 25 odd runs if i remember correctly so we were getting uh, into a team sort of spirit by the end of the tour and this was a tour of australia after 20 years after amarnath team had been there in 47 so a lot of things were strange to us nobody had been there before and it took time for the team to settle and by the time we got to new zealand i think we all knew pretty well what we had to do more important factor was the fact that we now came on wickets which were slower a little spongier and gave much more purchase to our spinners Than the Australian wickets, which, which were a bit harder, and throughout that uh, New Zealand series, the spinners really did themselves very proud, and uh, I think a number of catches were taken, uh, more catches than perhaps during any any other form Test match series. So we improved our fielding as we went on with our confidence. We also improved. As we discuss Indian cricket, there will be occasions when we will spend a lot of time talking of India's wonderful spin quartet. since we are talking of the twin tour of australia and new zealand we must definitely talk of a turning point in our spin history it was on this tour of australia and new zealand that prasanna took 49 wickets in those eight games 24 against australia and 25 against new zealand prasanna bedi chandra and venkat as raghut said some time ago was a quartet that 
virtually carried Indian bowling over their shoulders for the next 10 to 12 years. The point to add about Pataudi is because he said or determined that it, spin was our strength and he had people like Chandrasekhar and Prasanna, Bedi and Venkatragavan. Three of them would play normally, not all four. He also realized if spinners to be very, very successful, you have to have terrific close catching support. So slip, short leg fielding became brilliant. Actually, the breaking in of the West hegemony started with Pataudi. Because Pataudi started looking at South and North. And South and North had started by then, you know, producing these good cricketers. Rajasthan had a slew of good cricketers. Delhi had cricketers starting from Bedi and uh, the Amanats, Mohinder and Surinder. And South Hyderabad had come into, you know, Jaisima from Hyderabad and Jaisimma, Pataudi and Abbas Ali Beg all were there at the same time playing for Hyderabad. That was started by Pataudi and pushed by Wadekar and later by uh, even Azaruddin. We want to conclude this episode with another passage from our book like we did last time. This time, we dedicate it to the Indian cricket fan. For without the fan, what is a game? In fact, this passage is the concluding paragraph of the first chapter of our book From Mumbai to Durban, India's Greatest Test. The biggest tribute must be reserved for the Indian fan. Their team won only the odd test at home and almost never won abroad. And yet, the fans were there at the ground to watch these heroes play. Tests, first-class matches or even festival games. For sure, the fans would be frustrated because often the team played below its potential. Yet they kept their faith in the game and their country's cricketers. The reward for such unconditional love of Indian cricket was to come sooner than they would have expected. For the 1970s was the coming of age of Indian cricket. This phase was the era when India learned to fight and win. They copped a few defeats, capitulating when they could have played better, but often they notched up wins in England, West Indies, New Zealand and Australia. Mihir Bose declared that this period introduced Indians to the heady delights of victory and made defeat that much more difficult to accept. Make sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements. And don't forget to subscribe or like our channel for future episodes. On the next episode... Almost with a smile, softly like velvet, inviting and lulling their enemy to doom. Non-violence, spin, Gandhi. Jai Hind. Aap se main ek khatre ke samay bol rahi hun. You're listening to... Aap sun rahe hain. Tuhin suno thar. Nengla ke kanada. Kyun keltai dira? Radio. Radio. Radio Azim Premji University. Radio.